0: Dan, yes. well, who is that Cubs announcer that you impersonate? Harry Carey. I would... I, hey, I,
1: hey, Will. <laughs> Will, if the moon were made of cheese, would you eat it? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite planet? Mine's the sun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Will you introdu-
1: introduce... Hey, to- this, this is while I <laughs> talk. With Will and Dan, I'm Harry Carey. Here to introduce Will and thing <laughs> That's the
0: best intro we've had Maz is so just so funny. Oh uh,
1: I'm Dan. <laughs> I'm Will. This is Walleye talk. You just turn that
0: off just like that. <laughs> you just turn the key and she's done.
1: Um I've been thinking today that the way you want a fishing guide to feel is the same way you want a lab to feel. You want them happy and tired. Like right, that, <laughs> right now, I feel like a, a lab that's uh, jumped off a dock. A, well, por, a porta dock, of course. Well, certainly. Like a thousand times. <laughs> my dog, my lab won't even jump off of a dock unless it's a porta dock.
0: I'm glad your dog has good taste. Yeah.
1: Mine just eats garbage. <laughs>
0: also (laughs) a lab characteristic (laughs) um well what do we got on schedule for today you tell me you
1: wrote the you wrote
0: the Uh, script oh yeah uh we've got a review uh we're going to talk a little bit about bugs and then we're going to we have a couple listener questions
1: of course uh and then oh, we're introducing a new segment called the Sawguy series. This is going to be a good Super one. Super excited about mm-hmm. the Sawguy series. Just you wait, Matt. And then we'll do a week in preview, mm-hmm. of course. And then maybe we'll just see what happens after that. Freestyle. Yeah. Some of the best comes from that.
0: You hear that? No. No, it sounds like a Portadoc ad. Oh. <laughs> Having fun in the
1: sun on the lake all day long. PortaDoc dealer today. porta
0: You want to know fun fact about PortaDocs? Yeah. PortaDocs actually uh, have this special—they're ma- made of a special material that do not allow mayflies to land on them. Oh,
1: it's like the only white surface mm-hmm. on on the uh, entire lake that doesn't get covered in mayflies.
0: That's correct.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that would be very useful. On most of the lakes right now, I would say. This week. <clears throat> um, pretty pretty crazy. Like a pretty intense one. I think we picked that. We picked short and intense.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised it's as late as it is, but we had uh, not even necessarily a cool down, but we had some cooler, stable weather. Yep. I think that prevented them from hatching.
1: Yep. I think you're right. Pushed it off like four or five days maybe on leech.
0: Dan, I cut open a walleye. Uh, About a week ago, not even a week ago, like Sunday, that had not just like a, not just like a little cup of mayflies, but had a full fistful of mayflies inside (laughs) of it. I had never seen that before.
1: Just an indicator of the fact that they do, in fact, eat a whole bunch of them. They don't just eat them right now, though. They're also eating perch, little perch. Puking up perch and crayfish. Still some crayfish um yeah that'll be a topic i think the headache week related to mayflies is starting right now yeah there's a little bit of a lag where they're for sure the mayflies are out and you go oh no and then you get a couple days where things are fairly normal and they're still eating them but i don't think the whole crew has gotten on board to oh let's just do this now you know what i mean and uh, that'll probably, I think that was, well, I don't know. think it's coming. So I wore these socks today. These what are, do they say? These are my, these are my, they're not my lucky socks. These are my fight off the bad day socks.
0: Ooh, I like it.
1: And they got trees and stuff on them. And it's a little forest setting. And then it says, I blanking love it out here. This <laughs> so is a gift from my good buddy, Scott Allen. He gave, this was a great uh, wedding groomsman gift. All of the groomsmen got no like, way custom socks related to their, their life. I thought it was a nice touch. And they're like probably 15 bucks instead of some crazy Very thing. thoughtful. We have enough groomsmen flasks to last me. Yeah. A, a liter of Jameson, you know. can fill the whole, the whole thing the <laughs> flasks. <laughs> um, one for every day of the week. <laughs> um, so it's
0: not just on leech that we're seeing bugs.
1: Nope, uh, little boy had one that I've never seen that many on little boy. I I knew, like as far
0: as the screen goes, or as far as hatching goes.
1: As far as dead adults on the surface, um, there were a, a bunch of them. And then woman is ridiculous right now.
0: I feel bad for people with you know shorelines with wind blowing into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had to help clean up from leech a few times when i was younger. Yep. up in North Star Resort in a South Wind. and it is <clears throat> gross. It is gross. Maggots and everything gets everything eats them. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the most best indicators for a healthy ecosystem yep. to have these things hatch because right. it's so much life coming out at one time, right. you know. It's I'm like sure the, it fertilizes the soil too and
1: oh man tons of energy in those things that get gets evenly distributed and to to fish to other bugs to birds i mean birds munch on them big time big time i um, think everybody everybody in the in the lake scene is pretty happy right now except for walleye anglers maybe and dock <laughs> guys
0: <laughs> excluding port dock
1: no i mean um oh yeah but harbor, harbor masters, like oh, our buddy yeah. Carl. Oh, yeah. Carl? Yeah. Oh. It's probably...
0: First of all, he's fighting off barn swallows in Tori's boat,
1: <laughs> and now he's got
0: to deal with these things?
1: <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. They, can, they fly right into the back of that Yamaha. Yeah. And they love it. They love it. Never heard of that before, but he'll clear them out. Mm. Next day, they're right back in there. Yep. No big deal. Um... Overall, how was your week? Obviously, bugs played a part in in it, but.
0: It was pretty good. Um, Seeing a shift to clearly, like, clearly crawlers are out fishing about everything, um, at least in my boat. And um, still still catching some fish. We caught a 28-incher last night. Nice. On one of the little lakes. That was sweet. (laughs) Um, Rigging a crawler. Rigging a crawler, just toasted it. That was pretty sweet. Um, and then, what else did I do? I don't know. Just catching walleyes, finding them, and not just. i We're still finding them on shorelines. Yep. A little bit, and you know, we had. I. I. We talked about this over the phone uh, probably two weeks ago about them showing up at this certain spot. Um, well, I just had another Facebook picture come up, and it was when we were out there together was the day where they showed up there that last year gotcha so it might just it might end up being a time be a time of year thing where these fish are migrating to a
1: different area Mm -hmm. but bailing out of a bunch of shallow water and moving yeah who knows what they're doing but
0: two years in a row
1: yeah starting to develop a pattern for sure and it's (laughs) lucky for us it's, uh, well, it's like the spot is no secret. It's kind of incognito this time of year, though. Exactly. It's later than most people think about it. Um, bunches of them. I hate to, we talk about uh, electronics a lot, but dude, the imaging is just. Side image? It's so crazy. I, more than. It I, I, I appreciate that it helps me catch fish, but it also really makes me understand spots better. And how fish, and fish movement, you know, I've spent a fair amount of time uh, spot-locked and you can see, even when you're anchored, you can see fish moving in and out of there and how they're using, like, Rock that spot. edges and yeah. stuff. Yep. yep. Um, pretty, it's cool as heck. Yeah. I really like the way it helps me understand the, the spots, not just catching fish, you know, not just marking them and catching them, but... What exactly are they doing here, and what are their habits on these spots? And you can see that pretty clearly when you can look at a whole school. And I w- said to you, I thought there's probably a couple hundred walleyes using that spot when when times are good, right? Which is neat to see. Which was last week. Yeah. Holy <laughs> moly! That was fun. Of them. Yeah, that was fun.
0: We went musky fishing too. Mm-hmm. That was a disaster, except for. Uh, the end. The where end, where, where you, you caught where you caught walleyes on jig wraps. Yeah. yeah. See now, remember early in the season where I was try We were. I was being humble, saying it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Right. Well, you just
1: did to me what I did to you. For some reason, for me it feels different because we only fished walleyes for twenty minutes And that you, you smoked me. And we fished walleyes the whole evening. And
0: the same thing end result is the same big fat goose egg um
1: a lot of disappointment quick note i've been i don't i don't know if this is going to be transferable but number five jig wraps are like i fished them more than i did in years past now specifically on leech lake and they're great they they've been catching them it's for sure a thing sevens haven't been doing great fives have been been doing good the dangerous part is that they disappear. And when they disappear. In their mouth. Yeah. <clears throat> when they disappear in there, you gotta be real careful uh, dealing with that fish to get it unhooked safely for you and the fish, you know? Uh, my typical grip is like forefinger in the gill plate, pinch my thumb, and then examine. But you can't do that if you don't know where the jig wrap is in there. Oh, you can't get in there. Well, you, you can stick your finger in there, but there's like 11 hooks that you're just putting your finger <laughs> just in. Just dangling yeah. <laughs> And they're usually good for one head shake when you grab oh, them. Yeah. You know? So And
0: it's only going to get more the warmer it gets because those things get pissed.
1: Yeah, right. So be careful. I've been just telling my customers, like, Hey, I'm not just a giant wimp. I just have had one of these in my thumb and this one I can't see. So give me give me a little time here. For... Do
0: not grab them by the eyeballs. <laughs> Please. Uh,
1: overall, pretty good week. Yeah. Um, I do feel like I've earned every bite this week, though. And uh, I felt a little bit like the more BS I can put up with, the the better I do. As far as like, I have 11 rods sitting at the back of my boat by the end of a full day.
0: It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You bring
1: everything. Yep. Bring everything, and don't be a swi- Be afraid to switch it out. Um, I've had to, yeah.
0: I found myself going through the progressions every school.
1: Yep, yeah.
0: Which is a giant pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. And the customers, I don't think, I think they, I. I hopefully they don't mind it, but I know it's not what they want. Yeah. They want your, they, like, them as a guide want you to be like, they're certainly going to bite this. Yeah. we got the to figure it is, out. I don't have a clue because it changes from half
1: hour to half hour. Mm-hmm. From, fi- from pot of fish to pot of fish, for sure. Right. And
0: even that pot of, I was on a pot of fish on woman that started out eating rigs, then I caught them on spinners, and then I left and I came back. They wouldn't eat spinners, caught them on a rig. The same pot of fish. Right. You tell me how you're supposed to figure that out, Dan. <laughs> you can't just figure that out. Yeah. It just changes. hmm
1: But that's what I mean about the amount of BS you're willing to put up with. Well, like if you, if you are willing... I'm about to...
0: done with your BS. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Um uh um
0: what i was going to say so this year compared to every every other year i fish this is the least amount of minnows i've ever purchased i would agree which i hate <laughs> i hate it. we were still jigging right now last year <laughs> i was still jigging them Dan. i was jigging them like crazy sorry it's okay so i'm adapting the problem exactly so the <laughs> problem
1: with uh, like I interact with the DNR fisheries guys a fair amount. They'll email me to see how things are going, and uh, they'll ask like, "How's fishing?" Right. Pretty and, standard question to a fishing guy. Right. But as you you hope that you're getting better, right? So it's pretty hard to judge. Uh, how is fishing? Right, as far as like from the fisheries perspective when you're hoping that each year you're getting a little better at catching them. And I think that is true for both of us uh, since we started the podcast, that we are progressively getting better at this. So then we're catching more fish each year. And it's, it, I think it's hard to make a judgment on the fishery. I don't know. Just an attitude thing, I guess. Um, if I'm not catching them, I think it's my fault. I, I Not the look. Yeah,
0: for sure. Know yeah we know there's fish in all of these lakes yeah. we've had plenty of uh individual circumstances where we've really messed them up right right it's not on the lake yeah lakes are healthy right we might just suck that day
1: yeah for sure that happens to everybody but uh we were just saying that for for me the lake i fish i'm i'm all I'm freak this time of year i'm very much over walleyes for 90% of the time. I have people put their lines in the water. I'll drive spots and maybe they're not, they're, maybe the spots are empty. You don't need to stop. Yeah. But if people are fishing, there's walleyes around. Um, so.
0: I have a question for you. So I had a trip last week on Sunday or something like that where we had like seven fish get off in a half hour period pulling three hook harnesses at 1.3 miles an hour. Why?
1: Um,
0: I, I don't know. I, I, this is a legit question I haven't been able to ask you.
1: So I, and I don't think this is just an excuse. Most of the time, I think, and you'll probably be able to pro- provide an anecdote that like goes against this, but most of the time... I think it's littles. I think they're sh- they're shark fish.
0: We so I shouldn't say it like that. We had bites. We had them halfway to the boat, and they got off. They didn't just hit it. Oh, they're not there. And they were nice fish.
1: They were leech lake so, fish. So that's the anecdote that I was.
0: Yeah, that uh, th- uh, that was the specific situation I was concerned about.
1: On Winnie, we lost a bunch of fish
0: because they were small. Okay. Um, I and I understand that, but these fish were. <laughs> Mm. They like bigger fish
1: and I don't know why we were losing them yeah I don't, I, I don't have a good answer there's a lot there, you know there's more going on with the spinner you know you have, you have some hardware involved you've got I don't know I don't have a great answer
0: so my idea was maybe so I thought at first it was speed so I sped up the boat while they were winding it in and that wasn't it They still popped off. Hmm. But now I'm starting to think maybe it's, you know, you have a a one ounce or ounce and a half weight dropping down. Sure. And I thought maybe that was it if they just grabbed the back hook.
1: Sure. I could see that that weight bouncing a little bit. I, I know, like, crankbait fishermen specifically, but also some spinner fishermen, they just, like, slowly crank fish in. They don't pump a rod at all. They just sit there with steady pressure and slowly bring the fish in when they're pulling stuff.
0: Do you think that would crush your soul?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Probably. We wouldn't be great Lake like, like Erie guides, I don't think.
0: They probably would eat jig wrap, though. you have to figure out how to suspend them.
1: You'd figure it out. Little balloons... Little helium balloons over the jig wraps. make Nailed them it. neutrally buoyant. Nailed it. <laughs> you you know, drop you it down You could have just there. used air, though. You drop instead it. of spending money on helium, because mm-hmm. you're under the water. I feel like helium is underrated in the walleye world. Because you want
0: him, you want to distract him with a high pitch voice.
1: <laughs> huh. This is another one of my hundred dollar. You know, lots of people have million-dollar ideas. I have hundred-dollar ideas. You're just going to have 100,000 of them. Hopefully. That would be, that'd be good. I'm up to four with this we're, one. We're getting somewhere. Take a rod blank, fill it with helium. Light rod. Super light. Ultra light. Ultra light, medium heavy. Holy buckets. Yeah. I think wow. it could be something. It would for sure sell. Right, if you had them at Walmart and they were helium-filled for twenty-nine ninety-nine, they would for sure sell.
0: <laughs> oh, Dan, oh Dan, um, is that about it? Oh, bug, we want to talk about bug presentations for bugs. Yeah. Um, what do we do when the bugs are hatching? This is a question from Mac Elder. There's about eight of these algers running around. Um, they all have Talk" t-shirts. <laughs> uh, officially the number one fans.
1: Have you fished with them? Uh-uh. Neither way. I.
0: But I see him at the store all the time. Sure. They, there was a couple of them in there. They had Talk" t-shirts. I was like, yes. Sleeves cut off. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa. So he needs another one, you know, a dress shirt. You know,
1: for his it's out my, on the town. It's formal... Walleye talk shirt? Yeah, something my, for a
0: nice dinner. You know, you right. take, your, take your wife out to a nice seafood dinner. oof Take
1: her to the Red Lobster. Now I'm wondering about a tuxedo t-shirt. Like a tuxedo t-shirt, walleye talk shirt. So he doesn't have to do that. It's formal, but he also likes to party.
0: That is straight gold. <laughs> that is straight gold. Do they come with... So do they come with like a hood that has like a mullet already attached.
1: <laughs> it just looks like your head, but it's a mullet. See? Now I'm up to $500 ideas. Dude, you're going to be rich in no yep. time. Yep. Um I think we got to take a break. I know we don't even have a we'll, we'll put an ad in here, I guess, but we got to take a break before we do more bug stuff.
0: Okay. If you're looking for a place to spend a week in the Longville area, look at Woman Lake Lodge in Longville, Minnesota. Not just a premier fishing destination, but a great family resort with plenty of activities for you and the kids, and homemade donuts. Does it bug you (laughs) that fishing is a little tougher this time of year?
1: Uh, Getting used to it, right? I'm feeling pretty good now, because if nothing else, I pushed off the, the big slowdown for sure a week, I would say. And I'm hopeful I can do it for, like, another week. If I can get through June. Um, feeling like I can get through June and have a good, good walleye run for the for the spring. You know, you're talking about... That's
0: a full 50 month. I mean, that's 50 a, days. Yeah, it's a month and a half. Of, yeah,
1: 50 days of, of good quality walleye fishing. With a few, of course, slow ones mixed in. Always but, happens. Yeah, it bugs me a little bit. Uh, this year, I... have tried to be a little bit more disciplined about trying to solve the problem and not solve it by just moving to a new school of fish, trying different things. Pulled spinners more this year than I have in the last three. Uh, The bobbers, honestly, I think the bobbers are still a pretty good solution to some of the mayflies. And I don't have a great rhyme or reason except for it just sits in their face and looks delicious and it doesn't get dirty. Yeah, um, which makes a difference.
0: That's something we got to think about too. Like when you're when you're fishing these deeper structures, they develop, like deeper structures develop weed growth as well, mm-hmm. and it's not as friendly as like a cabbage edge. Yeah, they are slimy, especially if you're Lindy rigging. They are gross on your stuff, and yeah. you will not catch a fish with them. Right on there, and.
1: What do you do about that? Spinners do a good job staying clean, keeping elevated. Yep. And so do bobbers. And uh, depending on the spot, jig wraps can. can uh, and you're pulling it in thing.
0: and out is enough, too, where, you know, if there is a little bit of vegetation down there, you clean them up, you get them back out there. Yep. And, you know, if it's one out of four, it's not a big deal. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think that it's funny how I was thinking about that today. I was feeling a little bad for myself found a bunch of fish. Uh, they I think they were active. They were up off the bottom. And then just the spot, the the way the spot looked, it had some junk on the bottom and then it had a whole bunch of mayfly carcasses on the surface of the water. And so you have like those two things. Even if the fish want to eat, even if they want to eat what you're doing, if you can't get it to them um, looking right, you're done. I and what? That, yeah.
0: They can be as hungry as they want, but they're not going to eat that junk.
1: Yep, yeah. So, um, I'd I'd stay versatile, try to figure out a, a way to um, make sure you're your pre- it goes. It, it's the, it's along the same line as the big wind conversation we had last week. Yep, like you still Absolutely have to get you is. still have to get the stuff looking right when you get it in front of a fish, and and even more so because they're they they don't have to eat right now. You have to... Your presentation has to look delicious. Absolutely. Otherwise, nice. no dice right now. So we've talked about that in years past, too. Attention to detail, making sure you're paying attention. Like, did one guy get bit on a chartreuse hook and the guy dragging a red hook didn't? Then, you know, for sure two bites, I think, is a trend right now for me. Yeah. And that's the same for... Um, it's funny Finish. how the color of the hook... I know. You're dealing with just... It the, doesn't
0: even that matter that much when you're using a jig head.
1: Mm-mm. But the color of your hook does. Right, and you've got like an eighth of an inch exposed, maybe. Maybe. It's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. For sure a thing, though. For sure a thing. I'm a believer.
0: <laughs> For sure. Dude, I've, I own more of those hooks than any other color. <laughs> Thanks, George. (laughs) Thanks, Jill.
1: Uh, We got some listener questions, right? Yes.
0: Uh, First one's from Bob Cords.
1: Yeah. Bob asked... Bob's asked a few questions over the years. Bob asked about which celebrity angler we would like to fish with.
0: Which is different than professional angler.
1: Right. A little bit different.
0: Yeah. These guys are on TV a lot more.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: For me... I personally would love to fish with Bill Dance. The dude's outtakes are money, and that's all I would talk about. Hey, Bill Dance, remember when you broke your rod in the fan? Uh, how about when you broke your rod in your tailgate? Remember when you are backing up into this pond, and then you flooded your boat? That was pretty funny, too. Uh, remember when you were sitting down on a bench... Uh, and then you tipped over and dumped over your tackle box. That was super funny. Um, Do you have any other stories like that that weren't on camera? Um, I'd love to hear about them.
1: Oh, man. That would, well, I really appreciate being your uh, promotional partner for the podcast. Uh, Anything with Bill Dance and Will Neuer would be huge. (laughs) 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 It's funny to think about you being the guy who's not... uh, like, doing stupid stuff all the time.
0: For once, I wouldn't be the... Well, maybe.
1: I wouldn't be the dumb guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: so here's Dan. Smart guy. Here's Big
1: Dumb Will. I've done some dumb stuff with you.
0: Yeah, because I have... Because I make you do dumb stuff, <laughs> I bring out your inner idiot.
1: He's been hiding a long time. I like that. Makes me feel young. <laughs> um, mine would be Aaron Weeb.
0: Uncut oh, yeah. angling.
1: Guy's a genius. Super funny. i sure he's really, really fun to hang out with. Good too. accent. Great accent. And, uh, oh, I, I was just talking with a customer about how northern Minnesota, we don't do the A, you know, mm-hmm. but we do eh, you know. It's a nice fish, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure that happens. Like, we just, it's a little bit, a little bit muted from our northern, northern counterparts. But, yeah, I think Aaron Weeb would be a blast to fish with. Yeah, super fun.
0: And he cares <coughs> about not just... He's not a snob of anything. Uh-uh. He wants to catch anything and everything.
1: Yeah. He values all all um, scaly creatures. Oh, yeah. You
0: see how excited he gets when he catches a bullhead.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you listen to the show, you've
0: probably watched 39 Hours. Yeah. Gets fired up about everything. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet.
1: And I really admired that because it, uh, we've assigned... This value to walleyes and a lot of that comes from their table fare. But like, I anybody who gets good at catching a specific species throughout a year, uh I admire that about them. Oh yeah, I asked those kids about how they caught dogfish in the harbor. Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't <laughs> Super. Know how, cool. I don't know how to do that. Not, I'm not going to use it a lot, but I'd like to know how. I have a specific set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and n- not a celebrity on TV, but my other answer would have been Randy Moss. Randy Moss loves to bass fish.
0: Have you watched his, uh, with Mark Zona? Have no. you watched it? Those are funny. Uh, they're like
1: fishing shows? Yeah, Mark
0: Zona's a bass guy. He was on uh, Mille Lacs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And... It was Randy Moss and somebody else. And, yeah, he was having the best time. <laughs> like, it wasn't just like, an okay, he was having the best time.
1: <laughs> I just love those guys. The, we mentioned them a couple because we had the baseball question. Um, yeah. The guys who retire and just are living their best fish in life after being a professional athlete. Crushing it. Yeah. All right. That's question number one. Ooh, another question. Um common courtesies that you can pay to a fishing guide like some things you can do for a guide to make their life easier or better it really helps both ends. like it's going to help your experience and
0: it's going to help our experience yeah um like you go you go first
1: on this i always go first all right i feel like i'm gonna steal the good one i'm gonna steal the best one uh Docking.
0: You know, I was actually just going to start uh, with docking. <laughs> <No>, mean-
1: <laughs> Most of the time, a guide would prefer to do the docking stuff in and out on their own without any um, help from, from anybody else. Um, if they want you to help, they'll tell you. I guarantee if they want you to hold the boat or, or whatever, they will ask you to do it. But most of the time, I would default to just letting the dude do that part of the job. And a lot of that is avoiding some awkwardness because if there's going to be major damage to a very expensive piece of equipment, it's going to happen going in and coming out of the lake. And so it's mostly about me just wanting that to be all on me if it happens. Right. If I get dock crash, I want it to be me. I don't want it to be... Because somebody shifted the weight. Yeah. So if you're wait, you know if you're waiting for the guy to put the the boat in the water, you could ask him, but then just let them do their thing. When they get back in, like when we get back into the harbor to the dock, let us land the dock how we want to. If we need your help, I guarantee we're gonna tell you. But nine times out of ten, we just want to get in there. We want you to stay put, stay seated, and then just once we're landed, then we'll tell you what we need from you. Right. Right. Simple things. Um, one thing that I would I would suggest,
0: especially if you're thinking about fishing with a guide, um, don't I, I'm going to sound like a jerk here, but just when he's you know explaining the system, his system or her system, their system is specifically dialed for what they're doing. So follow it. <laughs> Um, don't try and put your, um, little swing on things because you'll drive the guide crazy. <laughs> and for the love of God, quit snapping your bales over.
1: <laughs> Stop. I had my customer today went, God, this one is really, really, really stiff. As he goes, clunk. <laughs> Stop. I bought
0: the... And I always tell people like, because I, I do pay attention to this, like the stiff ones. I want the stiff mm-hmm. ones, because I want you to stop. Yeah. I want you to just flip it over by hand.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what else? What else? So oh, what? I oh, oh, go ahead. I got one. Um, when when a when the boat is on plane for like, and maybe it's a tailor boat flaw a little bit, but. Like, if we're moving from one spot to the next, I really like it when people square the boat away, right? Especially in wind. like Left and right? No, like, tuck your stuff away. If you've got a water bottle or a can of Coke or something, uh, like, take a look. What's going to move if we go 35 miles an hour through this stuff? What could possibly move? Let's make sure it doesn't move. And then if it does move... Don't do anything about it. Like, if we're going 35 miles an hour in waves and a can tips over or something happens, if I care about it, I'll set the boat down and deal with it. But it, it makes me real nervous when people start standing up or moving around when we're moving on plane. I, I, I'm worried about people's health, you know? Mm-hmm. Stay put. I've gotten pretty good at, you know, because I don't think
0: about that stuff. That is the last thing I think about. <laughs> so I actually bring a I bring a catcher's mitt for you know, <laughs> objects that are gonna fly out it's actually a game for me keeps me on my toes not only am I multitasking you know driving the boat to the spot dry safe not hitting anybody I'm also trying to catch these things <laughs> I've gotten quite good at it
1: uh, oh I had another another so thing to let
0: add. me ask you do you have any bad ex- like less than ideal experiences while guiding.
1: Yeah, plenty of them. Um, I don't know, I don't know what to, yeah, we've had, we've had a few rough ones. I do think in general, after, I don't know, I haven't, a lot of trips, a thousand trips maybe? Maybe a little, 800 trips? Whatever it is, um, I feel pretty thankful that I don't... I've got, like, three that stick out. And we've talked about them. I'm not going to dig up the, the the that stuff anymore. But three out of 800 is not bad. Not bad at all. And I think that's Midwestern folks. Yeah. I think there's people who have... Most of the people, even if they're not avid anglers, they still realize we're dealing with wild critters, and wild critters do unpredictable things, mm-hmm. and um, as much control as you want, you don't have it. You don't have the control. I... uh. So,
0: in the last two years, I have lost a rod and reel over the boat, and a reel over the boat. <laughs> just the reel. Just the reel. Fell Gun off the came. reel seat. <laughs> just down it goes. Like it wasn't a bad deal, but um, just
1: things that stick out. Like
0: try and, like those things are expensive. Yeah. Try not to dump them.
1: Right. Today, actually, I had a uh, a rod break like literally right in half. With a fish. So not not nothing the customer did wrong. Rod broke in half. Sweet. Yeah. And then same guy. Luckily, he uh, got it back, but he cast a jig wrap and hadn't opened his bale and threw the rod off the side of the boat. <laughs> and, then, and then got it back. Got it back. <laughs> like, that's the best
0: catch of the whole day right there. I had a buddy in college. We were fishing. And he, like, pretended his... His rod fell off overboard. Mm-hmm. Well, he had the line in his hand the whole time, and I'm over there. I'll get it. <laughs> no, he was just joking around. He was like, "Oh, wow. I'm like you,
1: sick monster."
0: Yeah.
1: Of pretty, course, I'm gonna try and get that for you. Pretty ballsy joke, too. Really. Yeah. Like to hang your wow. Well, college kids. It was funny though. After the fact. Oh, you got me
0: good. <laughs> Well, I think that's about it for that.
1: Yeah. One more break and then the Saw Guy series. Oh,
0: I'm excited about this one.
1: This episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you in part by the Muskie House in Longville. If you have any issues with your electronics, whether that's a trolling motor of any brand or a locator of any brand, Muskie House has some of the best professional technicians who are very experienced with dealing with those issues and helping you problem solve. Not always easy problems to solve, but they can work through it. Uh, they've got great resources to make sure that they can help you, and they've got the supplies and equipment to get it fixed and get you back on the water. So we came up with this segment because when
0: we, we were musky fishing, we were talking about ways to improve um, the, the podcast, and we had a suggestion last fall um, to... <laughs> To, a, a way to improve it. Yep. And we came up with the Sawguy series. Right. Um, this week's Sawguy series is going to be about Matt
1: Holmgren. The inspiration for the Sawguy series. The, truly the inspiration. So we're going to take a few minutes out of each podcast to just kind of bash on one of our fishing buddies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, publicly.
1: Publicly. On the podcast. And we are so tough, we're going to do it right in front of their face over the podcast. <laughs> so, I hope I haven't shared this one, but Matt is, Matt's getting married this year to a, a wonderful woman, Abby Bastion, And he, early on in their relationship, he had her up at the, at the Holmgren Cabin, you know. And that's a great seal everybody. the deal type of deal, you know. It's a beautiful place, full of good memories. And uh, my friend Scott and I are up there. I, I, I made a mad dash up there just to fish with Scott and Matt for maybe four hours in the morning. I think I had an evening trip that Saturday. So I get up there late Friday night, and they're all just having a great time, right? Up at the cabin, out by the fire. They've been on the lake for a couple hours. And uh, Scott and I are rip-roaring, ready to go for the morning, right? Pretty good weather. You got a front coming in. So we go to bed at a reasonable time. Uh, we get up at 6.30 maybe. You know, not, not nothing super crazy. No. We're just looking for a nice morning of fishing with our buddy Matt, who is still in bed at
0: 6.30. Still, just
1: piled up. Still in bed at 7 o'clock. Still in bed at 7.30. Still in bed at 8 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. And at, at this point, both of us are, especially Scott. Scott's a. He's going to be a doctor, so he works 80-hour weeks, doesn't get very much free time at all. He's up at the cabin to go fishing. Matt, now we're hounding on him, knocking on the door. That doesn't work. Then we open the door. That doesn't work. We're in there. We're bouncing on the bed. That doesn't work. Both of them are just out dead to the world dead to the world have no interest in going <laughs> fishing right <laughs> and so we're like fine we we'll take his we'll take his boat which is actually mark holmgren his dad's boat we're gonna take it and go out on our own we can go fish we don't need to wait for this dude so he's in bed we walk down to the dock and we see mark holmgren's beautiful ranger riata not on the lift it is floating out in the lake the only thing that was keeping it tethered to the dock was the extension cord. No. That plugs into the trolling motor batteries. No. So not only did Matt sleep in until, we found out later he slept in until noon. He didn't get out of bed until noon. But he didn't lift his dad's boat up high enough on the lift that it was the only thing stopping it from absolutely catastrophic damage was the extension cord, which is also not a great tether. Right, the zappy cable. The zappy cable <laughs> was holding the boat in. Matt Holmgren, the inspiration for the Saw Guy series. The Saw Guy series. Yep. Fitting name. Fitting name for sure. <laughs>
0: so like the, I, I mean I haven't spent a ton of time with Matt, but mm-hmm. the one thing I've noticed um, is I, really we're really a little bit of of opposite people. <laughs> and there's nothing that proves that more than the grill that's at their cabin. Sure. I was in charge of your ba- at your baby shower mm-hmm. of cooking a, just a mess of brats. Yeah. On this grill that I swear will only heat up to 200 degrees.
1: <laughs> Me,
0: I'm a grill them on high. Let's get them done. Let's get them on especially the plate. Let's you,
1: eat. Especially when you get like 40 of them to cook. These brats took like 45
0: minutes on this grill. No, you got to leave the lid shut. It's low and slow, man. Low and slow. No. Let's go. I cranked the sucker on high and didn't do anything. Nope. That's as high as it goes. Polar opposites. If there's a testament of like, that if there's anything that proves
1: that, it is that grill. Yeah, I'd agree. That's why he's the deep water walleye. His spirit walleye lives in 35 feet of water and... Just moves from one, one hunting point to a loafing point to another hunt, hunting point. Lives lives to be like 17 years old doing that.
0: And my spirit walleye lives in like four feet of water and only <laughs> eats minnows. Yeah. In polar opposite. In July,
1: it's just way too warm. Like yeah, I'm uncomfortably
0: hot. <laughs> Can't wait for a shad wrap to come by. Get me out of this misery. <laughs> it is Nigeria in here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Weekend preview. What are you thinking? Uh, we're getting closer and closer to the Fourth of July. I think we got to start trying to find some panfish bites, um, crappie bites specifically. Bluegills are eating. You know, you catch yep. plenty of those, but uh, it's time to start thinking about that. Uh, time to get the muskie gear out. Um, go fish some of the smaller lakes for muskies this time of year. After this hatch is all done, you got. I I don't want to fish muskies when it's like this. You yeah, know, you, it's you can't fish them effectively. For sure. So, especially with that bait casting gear, you'll end up screwing up a lot of stuff. So, yeah. um, time to start thinking about all the, those things. In the meantime, walleye fishing's still pretty good. Uh,
1: I'll fish walleyes, as, you know, for,
0: for this full week. But it's time to think about it. Dan. Yeah. What about you?
1: Uh, same general sentiment, except that I'm gonna try to stretch out the the good walleye times a little longer. I think I'll make it through June, hoping for a few days before the 4th, maybe. And then uh, trying to maybe sprinkle in some uh, exploratory walleye trips into cool. my typical pan fishing trips that happen in July. And maybe even just deciding I, I can take a day off and do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't have to guide every day the whole year. Um, and then as of right now, we're, we're tentatively set to fish a tournament on Winnie. Which M- is exciting. MTT, an MTT on Winnie. Um, at that's at the end of July. So that'll, it's a good way to force you to have to walleye fish, right? When yep. walleye fishing for the general public is not great. Oh, no, so. that straight up sucks, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for the tournament, though. Yeah, I think we we we've got a good plan. Yeah, we've done
0: this plan before. And <laughs> we can't believe it didn't work. <laughs> like we, I've never. We were so confident. Oh, man. I, that we were going to win. Yeah.
1: We, usually you go into them like, oh, I don't know how this is going to shake out. This one we were like, done deal. We pre-fished it, what, twice? Yep. Twice. Got it both
0: times, though. <laughs> On a lake, we don't really know what we're doing. Yep.
1: Yeah. So that's, uh, that's the, the plan for this week. Sounds great. hmm Okay. Anything else? Um, want to add t-shirts are on the way on the way still holding off gonna be a little bit um, as far as I know Woman Lake Lodge still has a pretty good stockpile though if you're a medium large or extra large so swing out there get in there there. get a donut and yeah that's all I got cool you wanna
0: you want Harry Carey to send us out hey
1: hey this is Walleye Talk I'm Dan I will (laughs) we'll see you next time (laughs)